0: What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. It's a special episode today. This is our fifth year anniversary. So if you go to theartoflettinggo.com, theartoflettinggopodcast.com, we do have merch available, special edition, fifth year anniversary merch, and I have a special guest on the show, Anthony Valadez. Uh, I started this podcast because he had a podcast about podcasting and how easy it is. So check us out. Enjoy the show. It's the art of letting go. Five years ago. That's when I start the show. So here we go. Uh. Five years in, I'm still letting go Had to find a beat from the guest I have on the show Took a little minute to record, but we did it Could possibly be my best episode, who am I kidding? Five years ago, we were both on the grind He had a podcast directly inspired mind We in the present and stick to divine time Been five years, but I still feel like I'm in my prime Yes, I'm gonna get to the episode. Shout out to Jorge for questions he's sending every show. I appreciate y'all giving me the space to grow. You ain't know this was the art of letting go. All right, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You nervous? Nah. No. You get nervous? <laughs> <laughs> This is Mike Brown and this is the Art of Letting Go. Today I have a special guest in the building. Um, we recorded our first episode in the pandemic. Wow. But uh yeah. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Wow. But I met you right before the pandemic and um again just kind of giving the listeners a recap of just who you are.
1: By the way, that's my dog that's purring. <laughs> that's my dog for context. It's not my stomach. It's not Mike's stomach. Okay, so what happened? I'm sorry about that.
0: Met you at the beach. Um, was with my parents and told you about, like I said, your podcast that was about podcasting and it just was so simplified that I had to start a podcast and um, five years later, here we are today.
1: I remember that because I think I was walking my dog. Mm-hmm. We were on the yeah, right here on Brooks, and yeah. I remember you stopped me, and I was like... Because, you know, sometimes you do things, and you don't know. I always make the reference of throwing the football into darkness, so you don't know who catches it. Yeah. And, like, that's a testament of you catching the ball. Man. Yeah.
0: I appreciate that. Of course. You mind introducing yourself to the people? Yeah,
1: of course. Hello, people. My name is Anthony Valadez. I am a DJ in Los Angeles. I also host a radio show. I'm a co-host on Morning Becomes Eclectic, and I had several podcasts, and here i am sitting with you the mike brown <laughs> i appreciate that
0: um how you feeling today
1: i'm good man it's been a it's been a really crazy week in a good way just talking to storytellers and creatives yeah um, talk to film critic elvis mitchell today who's an amazing his documentary drops tomorrow on netflix but like just absorbing his information, and then another cat by the name of Shaka Mali.
0: I heard that yesterday, man, um, a, and that really inspired source. me to to do the radio because I was I was gonna do it, but listening to his story, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this radio, good. this sure. radio run, yeah.
1: And if not this year, next year, like, I mean, no, for don't, sure, don't, don't feel pressure. Yeah. Okay, good,
0: yeah, I, I feel like excited about it, and, and actually, I'm gonna do it with some friends. I'm not doing it alone. Okay, so it's good. gonna be dope.
1: Yeah, so my energy is based around that. It's just, like, it's one of the great things about my job is, like, I just take a little something from someone, a little piece of the DNA, and then I move forward with my day, and I have that DNA with me, and then it just accumulates all this creative DNA. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That's what's up. Man, where were you at five years ago? I don't know. What year? We were seventeen
1: two thousand seventeen. 2023, 20... 2017? 2017? 20, um, oh, I was on a grind. Yeah. I was on the grind. I was doing a lot of content captures for radio and I was doing podcasts. Everything was DIY. I think I was doing it DIY to get on people's radars. Yeah. You know, and we had talked before we, we hit record. But, like, I was doing a lot of stuff to showcase what I can do and to, to just pop up. And, okay, Smed. And um, to show my presence of what, you know. And also to, like, take people into... I, I, I knew I had the attention of people. Yeah. But, like, I wanted to take my listeners into places where they may have not ever been. Yeah. And also to connect with my audience in ways that I felt like a lot of these institutions that I represented didn't and capture that magic and tell stories. Yeah. And so at the time I was doing as a matter of fact, we're recording right now in my living room. This used to be like a studio full of like recording gear, oh, wow. camera gear, because this was like my 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 workspace. Yeah. Now I'm at a point five years later. We're sitting here. I, I realize this metaphor. It's now a living room because I created my boundaries. This can't be a place where I work. I mean, Man. I have a little studio over there, but, like, this needs to be a place where, like, I can relax, light candles, light some incense, yeah. put on some wrestling or something, and, like, relax.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was listening to you as you were saying uh you were on the grind. Like, how, how do you find balance now? Cause I'm sure it's mm. probably hard to think about how you were finding balance then. But how do you find balance from the grind to, like, just being a human and living life?
1: It's weird. That's a great question because I think I... I think I blur the two whether I want to admit it or not. Like I will go about my day walking my dog and then I see like a moment in front of me. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta take a photo of that, post it on the gram, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I'm I'm learning at my age now to like not everything needs to be shared on Instagram. Not every thought needs to be shared on Twitter. Sometimes I could just keep it intimate and keep it with me. Yeah. Not everything needs to be shared, but we live in such a shared culture. So like I that's what I wrestle with right there.
0: And that's what I'm struggling with because uh I don't like take breaks from social media to Mm -hmm. like be some type of mysterious artist or some Mm -hmm. shit like that like sometimes I just need the mental break Mm -hmm. of it but it's like how do you
1: yoga right yeah and surfing like being in the water like come on like when I grew up I always thought surfing was such like a white boy thing like I get it (laughs) like surfing isn't it's zen it's turning off your Mac your phones whatever technology and you're one with the ocean
0: that's probably the most free that I've ever felt was surfing. I took a class during Mm. the pandemic and uh, I caught maybe like two waves, but I was smiling the whole time. And one of the people that was in the water told me, he's like, why are you smiling? I was like, man, it's my first time out here. Like I never imagined Mm. in my life that I would do some shit like that. Same. Yeah. But let
1: me ask you a question. When you caught the wave, how did you feel in that moment?
0: I felt fucking free,
1: right? Yeah. But did you feel, maybe you didn't, and it's okay if you didn't, but did you feel aligned with nature?
0: Hmm. It's okay if you didn't. I don't think I thought about that, honestly. But that's interesting. We
1: all have different takeaways from those experiences. But for me, it was like like wow, I'm riding a wave. And like, God, I sound like such a freaking weirdo. (laughs) Like, like the thing I learned in yoga, and again, this is all like new to me because growing up, yoga wasn't something I was supposed to do or surfing. Like these were things like that other people did. And like the cool thing about yoga and surfing is the fact that you're present number one secondly these metaphors of like the waves are is the earth breathing it recedes it Mm -hmm. inhales it exhales yeah and when you're a part of that breathing process on your board and you're riding that inhale or that exhale yeah it's like wow I know I sound totally spiritual right now. Nah. I'm really not. But it's just like <laughs> that these moments happen and like yeah. I want to push pause and reflect on these moments. And like, that's what it really what it feels like, you know?
0: Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, I, I think experiences like that are what brought me to L.A. Because mm. I don't know if there was enough for me being in the South. What part again? Um, Houston. Okay. Congratulations. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. World Series champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like being out here, I just feel like I've been exposed to so much, and um you know, through like the podcast, that's my way of like bringing it back to my people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: when you say bringing it back, I feel like you're also connecting, in your—I feel like you too are throwing the football into the unknown.
0: You know what I am, and it's funny you say that because, man, like through this podcast, I've shared so many of my experiences that I do get that that come back to me. Like, hey, man, I'm. This is what's so trippy to me. When I first started this shit, I didn't think about who was gonna listen, who it was for. It was just like, I just need to do this shit. I just need to get off my feelings. And as I would do it, and I started getting into the business of it, I start trying to shape like what my audience was going. Because you know I've done like all them programs like, what's your audience? What's your why? What's yeah. this? And I was like, okay, my audience is going to be black and queer. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. It was like all just black men in general,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like mothers and women, and a lot of these white women hit me up, and I'm like, well, where are the queer people at? Mm-hmm. And Then like I would say maybe in the last couple of years, I've been starting to get hit up by men that are going through their own sexuality struggles, like Mm. trying to figure shit out. So it's like, oh, like me just putting that energy out into the world, like even though that's that may not be my core. But those people that need that are finding it and it's, it's beautiful, man. And, you know, something that has been bothering me, not really bothering me, but something that's been on my mind a lot is being put in a box and because Mm. I've done so much work on myself through this podcast being put into this mental health box and I put this pressure on myself for like, Oh, it, it, everything has to be mental health, but it's like everything doesn't have to be trauma and Mm. you know, like just the negative parts of mental health. Like, I'm trying to be more conscious of like expressing my joy, expressing yeah the things that make me feel good, you know,
1: yeah, it's funny you say that because on two fronts, number one is I'm learning that I post a lot of like like and again I, it's not intentional, like I post for whatever any purpose it's it's Instagram, I'm just sharing with people, but like I notice that I tend to share a lot of cool stuff, like with nature <laughs> or whatever, or stuff that I think is cool, by the way, maybe not cool to you, but like but like also like I, what's wrong with posting that you're having a hard day? yeah like and that's one thing that i'm starting to get into like being more open about life because fact is we all go through shit yeah and then secondly to your point it's funny that it's not funny but the fact that i've noticed that these institutions that we work for love to well it's trauma month or it's it's lgbtq pride month like how do we jump on this and then they find creators and then you become the portal to these worlds for them yeah and then also, from the from the other side, from creators, like, you know, a lot of times, like, we celebrate who we are, um, whether we're Latino or whether we're African-American, and, like, we celebrate this. And then as we become more successful then I've noticed with creatives are, like, I don't want to be put into a box. But, like, you were championing that box on your way up. And, and it's it, it's interesting. And then a lot of us, you know, we want to, like, break free of that. And, like, well, no, I don't want to be boxed in. But, like, that's that's what you were writing. Yeah. And I see that. And and honestly, it's like, there's no right or wrong in this. It's all about identity. And we live in an age now where like we're defining who we are. And it's beautiful. Like I like yeah. to step back and just really take a look at this, you know? And I have, by the way, like if you're a creative, I feel like you can do or say whatever you want. It's when these institutions step in. You're right, yeah. And then in, incorporate that into your tagline to sell you. Yeah, That's where I have an issue with it. <laughs>
0: you are absolutely right because uh you know as you were saying that i was thinking like even the stuff i talk about now like like i said is this has all been about my journey mm-hmm. so i am talking about my journey as a entrepreneur my challenges mm-hmm. overcoming those challenges and it is still tied into all those words like mental health mm-hmm. you know but um sometimes like i'll give you an example Maybe 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. I had put out a meditation album just because I felt it. Mm-hmm. I felt it. I was I was in a space where I needed it. I was recording myself. But I don't want to force meditation albums just because my podcast is about mental health.
1: But it's how you felt that moment. Exactly. So it is what it is. Exactly. Don't be so heady about shit. Okay. I'm not saying you are, yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying, I don't know. Like, I think we as humans tend to like... I don't want this to appear as. And I yeah. get that. I'm guilty of that yeah. just as much as anybody. <laughs> but it's like the justification is that's what you felt. You created it. Yeah. Share it.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. That's what I did. I did put it out. I did share it. But to like do it again or force it again, I don't want to do that.
1: Are you for, Where's the forcing coming from again?
0: Um, I guess for me, because people have asked me for it, mm. and that feeling of like, feeling like I have to produce because somebody has asked.
1: But if you don't feel like doing it, just don't do it. That's true. I mean, it's that simple, it is. but it's not simple it too. Cause as a human, yeah. we, I get it. <laughs> I, I, actually, I'm like telling you and I'm like debating <laughs> myself in my head. I feel you. <laughs>
0: and, and that, I, I feel, I feel that. And I can see that for you. Cause you do music as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've heard some of your music and be like, why are you
1: not doing music? I'm taking a break. Yeah. Cause, and it's cool because I feel like in this time, creatives can now take breaks. Like I get I get people that ask me and I'm like, Yo, how do you know about my music? But um, it's just like when it feels right, it feels right. And I'm yeah. still working. I have like ten songs on my laptop over there, at my computer, and it's just like I liked. You know what I like? The best part is like taking two months off. Yeah. And then revisiting it, hitting play, and you're like, Whoa! Yeah. Or, Meh. You know I like taking a step back, and it's been maybe four years, three years, but it's cool. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know. I feel that. Yeah.
0: And I, I think that's how I've been with music as well. Like, it, it comes in waves, and I've allowed that. Um, something I thought to ask you just now though was, what has been your biggest challenge in your creative journey?
1: Hmm. Oh, that's, okay. So, yeah, it's, I think it's now, actually, right now. And and it's not a bad thing, but it's like, um, I used to share, share, share. Mm-hmm and now i don't feel the need to but i'm noticing that like things that and and i don't really care how this comes off it's okay but like a lot of things of what i did maybe five years ago i'm starting to see other people do Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh and now i'm seeing like companies green light what i did five years ago when i was told no one's gonna listen to a podcast who wants to listen to people talk for an hour, right? Man. And and I and and I was so like, yo, like, no, it's the future, like, trust me, and like, and that, and also like content, like, I hate the word content now, by the way, yeah, um, hates a strong word. I don't hate it. I, I hate. I don't hate it. I just the word content is like, oh, cool. We were all doing that five years ago, and now these. I use the word institution a lot, but these institutions. For lack of a better term, or like we want content. We want. I'm like, oh, like, but you wouldn't take my call five years ago. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm ahead of the curve because what I'm learning is that everything comes in time of and course, waves. Yeah. And it's my fault for not being on time. That's not their fault. Like, I should have been on time, or mm. I could have championed it a little harder, or worded things differently to where they got it. That's where I felt. Yeah. So I take ownership of that. But it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, I was doing that five years ago. But I'll never. I'll say it on a podcast, but I'll never tell someone that. Like, oh, I was doing that five. Like, I hate that person. Yeah. Uh, hate's a strong word. I don't <laughs> hate that person. But it's just like, oh, cool. But, you know, it's, it's still great that we live in this time where anybody can create with the mic, with the phone. You know, we're all creating. Yeah. And I love that we're all creators. Yeah. It's a democracy of idea. I think that's
0: why I want more people to start getting into podcasting. Um That is why... I created a podcasting course, mm-hmm. although I, I felt weird about selling it. Really? Um, I did because I felt I felt like I was, and I think that's why I've had a hard time pushing it because mm-hmm. it's a really good course. It's really dope. But I'm having a hard time pushing it because I'm like, man, the information, like, you can do this for free. Mm-hmm. You don't need me to do this. And that's why mm-hmm. I really want people to understand. But... Yeah, some part of me is like, yeah, you need to have this out there, but you got to eat for sure. But there's also
1: Patreon. There are things that you can do to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And be institutional free, (laughs) you know, and you can create your own ecosystem of ideas, your own community. That's what's beautiful about 2022. Yeah. You know, and I'm an advocate of that because the minute you start working for other folks, you know this, yeah. there are guidelines and parameters, Yeah, boundaries. But like with the DIY thing, which I'm a fan of, is like you do it your way.
0: Yeah. How do you
1: grow this shit?
0: And I guess that's what I'm most curious about.
1: When you say this shit, specifically I mean, podcast?
0: Maybe not even podcasting, just as a creator. Like how do you grow
1: your your brand or whatever Two you Two words. Have. Yeah, Consistency okay. and quality. Okay. That's content. I know you're going to use this clip. You're going to use this clip for your content. Consistency and quality. Boom. Mariah. That's true. I mean, it's yeah. because I can't tell you how many times people have done great things and stopped because of life, because of a kid, yeah. which is all valid or like a career change. That's cool. But like if you're consistent and your yeah. quality is on point. Those two factors are going to help you.
0: Yeah. What has kept you going in your journey?
1: Two things. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Kind of two things. The first one is to never be starving or hungry again or broke. Man. Like, coming from that, like, come on. Like, I remember my mom used to send me door to door with a note, like, can you feed my son? Yeah. I remember stealing as a kid. Like, I used to steal a box of Cheez-Its, a Coke, and a WWF magazine, put it under, and I'd sit somewhere and I'd eat because I was broke. And wow. and I loved wrestling, as you know. Yeah. So like I'd look at the magazine, it would take my mind off everything. And I don't want that to happen again. Like, yeah. and when I say broke, like I, I'm not trying to be rich. I'm just trying to create my zen and protect my peace. And then the next thing is um <laughs> is I like that through art and what i do i can connect people and i can make people feel better about the world that we live in because every day you put on a tv there's like something this guy's running for president again this guy's saying mean things of putting latino kids in cages and it's like or this country's invading this country there's always something shitty on the tv so like what how can i counter that yeah and i can counter with love and with love i can package that through sound music and come through our microphones and our turntables into your headphones
0: that's real man thanks appreciate that um
1: and by the way i'm still figuring it out like i don't have answers yeah i hope you don't think i have answers <laughs> I, i'm just like you i'm just like like we're all through out together you know like i learned from you like i appreciate and by the that, way yeah. consistency and quality that's you yeah don't stop
0: i appreciate that man i really do i really do um, and it's funny to sometimes like look at people and think like, oh, this person has it all together, you know, from the outside. And then like talking to somebody just be like, oh, you just a human like me and you figuring this shit out as you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. You remind me of something that um, I remember right before the pandemic as when I first got into yoga. Right. Yeah. And I remember I was just so amazed at my yoga teacher she you know she had like tattoos of like life quotes you know this will pass and holy is my soul whatever <laughs> and and i was like really in awe of her energy and and then once the pandemic hit like she slid into my dms and she's like what am i going to do i don't know what to do and she was the opposite of everything that she presented wow or perhaps she was the opposite of what i projected onto her and perhaps that wasn't her but i mean she always had life quotes at the end of class and i was like oh you know and yeah. then that was a testament of like what you just said. Like sometimes we aren't who we present ourselves to be. And and that's not a knock at her. Like she's just like me. Yeah. And again, maybe yeah. that's my fault for projecting that gurueness on her. And that's my fault. I take accountability for that. But like, regardless, the point is seeing this person that was so high up on a pedestal was just like me. was like, like, fuck, we're all lost. You know, we're all lost. You know, <sighs> you know um, I'm starting to feel
0: that as well, but I'm also starting to feel a shift in that um, because I'm starting to see more people finding value in the inner peace over like identifying their value in like money or job or something like that.
1: I wonder if that's because you've reached this point in your life. Like, or is that as shared sentiment amongst younger creators? And you know what? Yeah. It might be the bubble that I live in. Yeah. Because you know? I think about that as well. Yeah. Like, does everybody see this, or is it just me? <laughs> is this life in your 40s, or I don't know. But I am. Meeting, I'm not in my 40s, by the way. You're, what are you, 23, 22, 36. I'm a kid, 36. <laughs> but I remember, like, kids today are like, or I should say, young creatives today are really good at presenting their boundaries. Yeah. And that's something I wish my generation did. It's funny. I was thinking about this today when I was driving to work. Um like we didn't have boundaries growing up. And I Man. wonder if that uh, like we just knew how to deal with the awkwardness. Yeah. Does that make us better prepared or like you know when you present your boundaries and you're a young creative to like a tech company or to a creative institution like that's admirable and I love that Yeah, but like my generation didn't have that and so I wonder does that make us not better, it's not a competition but does that make us more prepared for those awkward moments of like okay I'll do it okay I'll do it or does the younger generation have an edge up because like no this is my line you know I think about this, Yeah, there's no answer but I think about it
0: and I I think about it too and I I think there is some benefit in like from everybody learning from each other Mm -hmm. like being open to that because I think even with that, there's a lot that could be learned from you. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. What's well, funny you say that. Cause like, I keep saying it's funny, nothing. I'm not like, haha, <laughs> but like it, it's, I'm, I say that to say that I think we're on a same wavelength. And some of the things you say I've been thinking about. Yeah. Um, is like, I never like the older person who's like, Oh, like your boundaries. <laughs> okay. We'll find another creative. I don't like those people, but It's like, but then I also find it interesting when young creatives are like, this is my boundaries. Sorry, take it or leave it. I'm just like, yo, but like find a common ground here. Like try to get your foot in the door, do something that benefits you. So like on both ends, I'm just kind of like I'm an observer and I like it like you. Like there's something to be learned from those moments. Yeah. And there's a middle ground. And, um, but I'm also like, I'm just happy to see young creatives set up boundaries and like, okay, you're not going to fuck with me. Cool. Okay. You know, um, it's a, it's a good time we live in, you know, because like 30 years ago, even like before I was born, like you had to hire professionals. Right. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, no, like we want someone who's lived that experience. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going to exploit my trauma. Like pay the fuck up. Right. And You're going to exploit me. Pay the fuck up. Yeah, of course. Because at the end of the day, you still have to continue living with that trauma. And you still what they exploit. Not, I wouldn't want to exploit, but what they bank off of, you still continue to. It's like. I never, like like biggie and tupac right uh maybe a weird metaphor but they had to live that life yeah so but interscope continued making that money mm-hmm. and they were beefing and you couldn't turn off the beef like cool you're done with the studio you're cool with the show but like you still had to fucking live that life and watch your yeah. back interscope when they're done when they clock out at 6 p.m they're done yeah you know cool okay yeah we're gonna market this we're gonna market that cool we're done I mean, to the point where these fuckers, <laughs> not fuckers, these legends <laughs> died because they had yeah. to fucking live the life, yeah, but these institutions banked off that,
0: and they still they do. continue to bank off, yeah, that. and I guess because you you've worked in music for a while, why do you think that is like why do you think that I'm just checking
2: uh my dog should.
1: was comfortably resting on your <laughs> leg, and then you bumped him, it's okay, <laughs> there he goes.
0: Why do you think that they put the most money and the most value in that stuff? Because it
1: sells. Yeah. I remember I was an intern. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I was an intern at, at a label around a time when um, a certain rapper, I don't want him coming after me.
2: <laughs> Fuck it.
1: Interscope, the game. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, when the head of product management, who's a really cool dude, but like, he said, I want you to watch this video and I want you to pick the clips. That will scare white kids in like Arkansas. Wow! And at the same time, I was taking a Pan African Studies class called like Blacks on the Silver Screen. Shout out to Johnny Scott, Professor Johnny Scott, Cal State Northridge, and it was looking at a critical perspective on Blacks in the Arts. And I remember like, oh, like holy, this is not in the fucking textbook. Like this dude is telling me, and I'm like, why me? Secondly. Why do you want to spark fear as a marketing tool? And then when you step back, it's fucking disgusting. It is. It is. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm so glad that like professor Johnny Scott, like at that same time, or I was like, Ugh. and I told him like, oh, I, I got a book out. Cause I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And I, again, fear is like, and that's something that like, I mean, we just passed a midterm election and, people bank off of fear to get votes and people run on presidents people run for president on fear and it's like that's just the world we live in it's an ugly world so like why and i don't mean to get dark but like why would i want to contribute to that or why do i even want to it makes me want to hide in my cave more it makes me want to there's a reason why i turn this into a living room Cause when I come home, because I watch the news all the time when I'm in the studio doing my radio show, there's oh, yeah. TVs and I see like a high-speed chase, and I see this person said that. DeSantis said this, or this person said that, and it's like it's all hate, and it's I don't wanna be a part of that.
0: Yeah.
2: You know. It's James Woods, aka that yoga dude with feel free to feel free? R-E-S-T. Just rest. Rest your body. Rest your mind. Rest the focus. Rest with every breath. Let the body relax. And the mind. Just be still. Be calm. you've taken care of the work, you need to take care of Or you're going to. And now it is a moment of rest. Allow it to happen. Allow yourself to let go of the mental and the physical, the emotional labor. And lay it down to rest. Take the tension and tightness out of your shoulders. And allow your breath to release in your mind and your body. Let's take a deep inhale, breathe in, and a long, slow exhale. Exhale, carry away any work, any heavy lifting as you land into rest. As always, feel free to feel free and namaste. Peace.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's the goal, to really just contribute more love to the world. It's so much
1: easier. Like, why would you want to contribute anything else but love? Right. <laughs> I mean, love is free. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, like, to hate, like, hate requires so much energy. Like, I even hate saying the word hate. And I, I check myself, as you heard, twice or three times. It's such. I mean, it's such an ugly word. And, like, uh, I think about, too, like, in the Middle East, at the end of the day, You know, the two fractions, like, I'm sure they all want what's best for their children. I'm sure they want what's best for the other side's children. Like, why can't we keep that in mind? Like, what's going to benefit our region's children, not just our children, but like our neighbor's children. Because at the end of the day, our neighbor's children can protect our children and vice versa. Yeah. Like, how is that not like a marketable tool there? Like, to unifies. Like, if we can all love we're we live longer more more it's just like conflict why what is the good in conflict yeah makes people money i guess you know certain companies but fuck those companies yeah <laughs> you know for real yeah how do they sleep at night mike mike tell me how do they sleep at night mike
0: i don't know um maybe on 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 the money <laughs> maybe no i don't know um i guess like you said going back to like am I the only person seeing or feeling this I think about that a lot like cause certain things I know I wouldn't be comfortable doing mm-hmm. so like what I mean I for sure wouldn't be comfortable selling like violence and shit like that mm-hmm. um, to nobody's community mm-hmm. you know I don't care I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that I, would, I don't like selling bullshit to kids mm-hmm. you know I I think about that with the stuff I create like I talk about smoking weed. I do talk about, I've talked about taking shrooms. I've talked about, actually, I'll give you an an experience I had recently. So I'm talking to my barber about what I'm going to be doing with the kids, hosting conversations mm. about sexuality and sex and stuff like that. This guy in the barber shop tells me that he doesn't think I should be doing that.
2: Mm.
0: And I explained to him that, I'm doing this because these kids don't have an outlet mm-hmm. they need somebody to talk to before they just go experience some shit that mm-hmm. you know may not be for them or may hurt them in the long run and he's giving me the spiel of like oh, i think parents should do this like parents should teach kids this parents some parents don't know how to have a conversation yeah with. and if i thought that i was pushing something on because he kept saying he kept saying pushing sexuality on kids pushing mm-hmm. It's not a push. There are kids out there that are actually Mm
2: -hmm.
0: a part of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. They need outlets. Yeah. I don't mind being a safe outlet. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I'm pushing something on them.
1: But maybe the issue is with the word push. Yeah. If you can substitute that word with that person, like, I'm teaching. Because sometimes words, I mean, all the time, words have powers. Like, for instance, defund the police, right? Yeah. I've been thinking about this, like. I, I do think that we should fund more educational programs for sure for officers. And, but the word def the minute you say the word defund, you turn people off. Yeah. The word defund or even let's get to abortion, right? Um, pro-life or our, our, pro-life. I mean, that sounds like, of course we're all pro-life. Everybody's <laughs> right, pro-life. Right. No one wants anybody <laughs> to die. Yeah. But again, that word you one-upped us or uh, I'm an ally. Fuck it. I'm an ally of, of having a choice, right? Choice. Yeah. What's wrong with a choice? Like, who could disagree with that? But again, the marketing is pro-life, which automatically, like, fuck, you win. Life. But low-key, they're the same people who want to push wars and, like, kill people and death penalty right? But whatever. That's a separate conversation. But my point is, is words have power. Yeah. And so him saying pushing, it's got a point. You're pushing. You're pushing. But the fact is, you're not pushing. Right. Substitute that word. Right. But will he get it? I don't know. But yeah. that's just my two cents.
0: Now I appreciate you sharing that um, because I felt myself being very defensive. Mm. And after I was done with the conversation, because I had a meditation about, so I wrote a children's book a few years ago. And I talked about my experiences as a kid. It's a mm-hmm. book about crying. And there was a part I talked about having a crush as a kid and it being a boy. And I was like, damn, am I pushing Mm. sexuality on kids but it's like there is some if i felt this as a kid there is some other kid out there
1: but think about the other kids too who aren't who can learn from that yeah like you're still teaching all
0: yeah yeah
1: you're empowering and you're teaching at the same time
0: yeah I appreciate that because
1: I wish I had a Mike Brown growing up to teach me because I was ignorant as a kid. Yeah, like that was the worst thing you could do is be called the f word. Like, like oh no, because I'm nine and I need to prove my manhood. Yeah. But if I had a Mike Brown to teach me, not push me, but teach me, it's like okay, like you, you're calling me that, like I'm one of them. Psst, that's cool. Like, yeah. cool. Like, whatever. It doesn't. What's wrong with being that? Yeah. And I wish I had more folks like you growing up to enlighten. I appreciate that, man. I do. We need more of you to do that, you know? Yeah. Not more of you, but like more <laughs> of your soul, more of just more folks to enlighten us in general. You yeah. Know?
0: Um, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. And I think that's a good place to close this segment. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that just felt good. Um, that felt really good. Mm. I wanted to go into some listener questions. Okay. Cause, um, I had two, and only I was going to huh? answer them. Yeah, <laughs> only kidding. had two. Okay, But um, I was going to answer them, but I wanted to hear your perspective on yours as well. And the first one was from, actually, my guest from this week, uh, Yanni Blue. And he asked me, when I started this five years ago, where did I see it going? And I'd be curious to know, like I said, you had your podcast five mm-hmm. years ago as well. Um like where did where did you just see your stuff going? But for me, I didn't really see this going anywhere. I could relate <laughs> I could relate, yeah, <laughs> like this was just a a place for me to get off feelings because I couldn't afford therapy. I just mm-hmm. needed to express myself um verbally, yeah, and just get out of my head and out of my way. so I could honestly say, I didn't see anything. Come in my way as far as like all of this. And uh in the beginning I used to say it all the time to remind myself, like, I'm doing this for me. <laughs> mm. Cause I've listened to those episodes, it's like that sounds wild, but I'd be like, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. This is for me. This is for nobody else. I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate the journey of where I've taken this and like to be. At this place, you know, like I said, like doing a video Mm -hmm. and getting paid for it, uh, being asked to do like different things and just feeling like, wow, like my voice is important.
1: Yeah. You know, if you can impact one person, that's all it takes. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like you're doing that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I think for me to that point, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But I knew that I wanted to talk to voices and I wanted to hear people's journeys. And that was fun. And that for me, it was like it was really I wouldn't say I did it for me, but I just wanted to hear and learn. And I wanted to share those experiences, you know, and it comes from like taking the bus. I think like going to college, I would always look at people on the bus and I always knew like everybody here has a story. Yeah. Like everybody here went through something, you know, and so to be able to talk to people who are doing what they love is a blessing. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like you take a piece of that DNA with you. And you move forward and you have a piece of that. You're inspired by it or you're moved by it or you feel a certain way about it. You know, and that's the beauty of art is it makes you feel a certain way. And when you can capture that on audio through mics and share that, it becomes a time capsule, number one. But number two, you share that with people who may not know about that person or can relate or perhaps may not and still makes them feel a certain way. And that's the beauty of art. Yeah. Is there a second question? By the way, I wasn't, like, putting down just two questions. I, just, <laughs> I was just, like... Shoot,
0: I was, I was just I'm happy like, to have I? two questions, because some sometimes I don't get questions at all. Oh, okay. good. So, no, I'm know.
1: just saying, because, like, who am I? Like, I don't... Like, if I was Beyonce, I'm sure you'd have, like, 60,000 <laughs> questions. But you got a little old public radio, Anthony.
0: <laughs> I had a question from Jorge. Okay. Shout out to Jorge. He sends me a question, like, every week. Actually, oh, cool. I have three questions. I have three questions. Okay. Um, so, his- wait, wait,
1: wait. So, so, Jorge's your super fan?
0: Or he's he's Jorge is my See, super fan. you've succeeded. And you know what? And that's because of Jorge. Right. Shout out Jorge because he's done art. Like he sent me yeah. art pieces that he's drawn yeah. with like art of letting go stuff. He was doing some DJ mixes on his computer mm-hmm. and he sent me like he used like quotes from the podcast mm-hmm. in his mixes. It's really dope. See, that's shout out Jorge. You, you made
1: it. You caught the football.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 I appreciate that. Yeah. It's all good. Question number two. Um, what are some of your favorite collaborations? so far this year i think he said in music media and i think he said fashion
1: oh that's a great question in music i would say there's been a lot of collaborations i can't really think of one off the top of my head i couldn't either however i will say that i am Oh, I mean, I'm going to go with an obvious, but it's kind of a curveball. I'll connect the dots. The, the, the albums from Salt. Okay. Have you heard of Salt? No, I haven't. Bro, Salt is the truth. Like, <laughs> they, but they are, they're a collection of, like, they're in the UK and they're like five or six people. I think um, this Cleo Soul is one of the vocalists. Okay. She's dope. And then the producers in Flow and then they have like various rotating members. And it's a collaborative project, but they just put out like five albums. Oh wow. But you had to download it within five days and then they got rid of the but wow. like every so saw S A U L T. I'll play okay. you some. Amazing. And that's like a collaborative music project. Re- regarding fashion, um, I don't know. Like I, I think I used to be really into that, but I'm more of a fan Are we recording. Yeah, I'm just 'cause I am Because i can not tell you how many times <laughs> I've thought I was recording and I wasn't. So and it's okay. But um with fashion it I'm more about collecting I wanna collect memories and less sneakers. Yeah. So as you look at my sneakers, Converses, thank you very much. Yeah. Um it's just like I I don't know, like it, everything's a collaborative thing. And like it's weird, the bigger the name, the shittier the product. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I'm like, oh Kevin Durant, dope, this is the door or whatever. And I'm like, what the what are those? Right. <laughs> you know, but um you know what? Rest in peace, Virgil Abloh, man. I've been man. I've been listening to a lot of his like speeches and his talks.
0: I checked out some of his lectures after, after you told me about that. I, I checked out a couple of them. Yeah. He talks
1: about channeling, like, with every creative decision. He talks about, I know I'm not answering your question. Sorry. Oh, all okay. <laughs> but he talks about, like, viewing an answer through the lens of your inner, like, 7-year-old or your inner 11-year-old. Yeah. And, like, that's what's going to make you unique. Not how do I appease... How do I make happy the the company that's paying me all this money? Like, how do I align with what they want or what I think they want? But rather yeah. look at it through the lens of a younger version of you. And I'm just like, fuck.
0: Do you feel connected to your your younger self, your inner? All the time.
1: Yeah. To a point, I'm making a discovery. I just started therapy.
0: Oh, that's, wow. Yo, that's what's up.
1: Yeah. And I haven't really told too many people. I, I don't like. Exclusive. Sh- exclusive. <laughs> world star. <laughs> But it's like I've realized that through my creativity, I've channeled a lot of trauma along the way. Like yeah. it, it's like I've opened this portal of creativity through yeah. the younger version of myself, and as much as I look at the world because I want to, like, how would the seven-year-old version record this beat or do this mix or take this photo? And then along, like, you open a vessel, and then all of a sudden, I'm also subconsciously channeling things that I went through as a kid. Mm, yeah, and I never realized that, and it was like, oh fuck wow so i'm learning how to like deal with that or not deals the wrong word how how to work with that how do you feel like therapy affects you creatively oh man i i don't think it does to be honest yeah it's just it's it's not that i created a partition it's just uh well obviously i mean yeah in some ways i feel like again going back to i want to create good art so that i'm not broke again because that's probably where a lot of the trauma comes from yeah Thanks, Mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Recipes. Um, it's just, uh, I really know to make things awkward, don't I? And then be funny. Um, it's fun, though. It, it's because um, I think humor is always what got me through things. Yeah. And I think that helped me push away a lot of things that I never wanted to address. Yeah. And, like, I think about things that I went through, and I'm like, fuck. Like, holy fuck. How, did, how are you still here? But that allows me to think about things and situations through a lens that may be unique to others. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know uh, how to connect with people. Like I think you and I, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, like we just come from a place of empathy Yeah, and it blows me away how people do not have empathy. Like, how do you not like, how do you not have empathy for this person? I see people like just treat people like shit and then i i take a step back and it's not right for me to check them or correct them but it's perhaps they come from a place of privilege maybe yeah. they don't um or maybe that's me assuming but like my empathy comes from seeing other people suffer including like family members and so again it goes back to like looking at people like i have empathy but also like well, i want to hear the story yeah which is why i started that podcast you know so it's i think it's wow that did answer your question that's what channels my creativity you know yeah
0: that's what's up yeah Our last question is from Donovan mm-hmm. and it was a uh, I think it was about where do you see things going five years from now mm. um, and for me, you know like just like I said doing this for five years, I didn't expect it to go here mm-hmm. So looking five years ahead, I'm wide open to what where the journey takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know at the core of everything I do, mm-hmm. I really just want to help people and inspire people mm-hmm. through audio, and um, because I feel like that's what I've been doing my whole journey. Like whether mm-hmm. it was making music or podcasting, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the medium will be at that time. Yeah, but I want to continue to do that, and just continue to grow with with my art and my creativity and and just my life in general. Like, yeah, because life affects all that stuff. Yeah, you know so. I think just just constantly just refining this version of me, and I and I allow it to be whatever it's going to be within that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny because this is kind of a full circle. Your first question was where was I five years ago, mm-hmm. and now Donovan talking about five years ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just want to be a better person. Like yeah. I don't think I'm there yet. Um, I'm pretty close. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making sure you're paying attention. I think, um, like, I mean, it's just like to do another full circle like i didn't ex- i redefining my comfort zone with things that i thought i'd never do and now i'm doing them right yeah and i want to proceed with that i want to do things that i would not do now like maybe jump out of a plane i don't know um but most importantly to become a better person i think that's the purpose of all of us is to love and to leave the world in a better place than how we found it yeah and i'm aiming five years from now to um to to, you know it's funny like when when you meet somebody when you're dating and they say what's your five-year plan it's like fuck (laughs) like oh fuck oh fuck because especially as a creative like yeah yo like you're i always use this example of like you're just catching vine the next vine you're just swinging through the jungle like Okay, this opportunity that leads to this opportunity. And it's that's always hard to state to somebody who is a traditionalist. And then going back to like, you know, the way I was raised, I'm finding is very unique to other people who I've dated and are like, oh, well, you know, my mom and my dad don't approve of that. And it's like, wait, what? Like, you know, these our backgrounds really have a lot to do with who we are. And sometimes it interferes with, you know, potential relationships because, you know, how you were brought up may differ. God, there's a Frank Ocean line that's slipping through my head. There's a lyric where I wish we were born on the same advice. Yeah, and it's like I think about that line, you know, because yeah. we all were raised differently. Yeah, and that's what makes us who we are, and that's that's special. But for me, it's just like five years. I I'm just I'm catching vines, you know, the next one, the next one, the next one, and it's crazy because I'm like, you can only do that for so long before like you're seventy. Yeah, and then are we—you are might still trying to catch vines at eighty. Like, by then, I hopefully I catch the corporate vine, <laughs> you know, and then I could like just hire young creatives like yourself that are doing amazing things. <laughs> and it's funny because you know, like, I'm going—I'm going to use a wrestling metaphor. Yeah, because you knew that was coming, you know, <laughs> brother. Um, like I watch a lot of wrestling, and I noticed that they always keep the old timers close. Yeah, and. And I realize that they get paid because they're mentors like Shawn Michaels and Triple H mm-hmm. are mentoring the next generation. Yeah. And in one's mind, I could see how you're like, oh, but it's a new era. it's Everything's changed. Like, why are they still around? But it's like their ability to tell a story through the match, through the ring, and for them to teach the next generation, like, you know, hey, check this out. Or also, hey, I was on the road. I remember stay away from this, stay away from that. Like, yeah. there's so many, there's so yeah. much knowledge we can learn from my elders. So how did I get here? Um, <laughs> it's important for us to listen. So if I become 80 and I'm r- vine to vine, I hope I can become a teacher yeah, um, in some way, shape or form to, you know, but also it's it's weird because the parameters are always changing with what we do. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. I'm just having fun. I feel that my main goal is to be a good dog owner. That's, that's, <laughs> if I can make this guy happy, I'm good. Oh, he's just late on me right, right. now. It's like, he, <laughs> it's like he listens to the podcast.
0: So I have one more segment for us. Okay. It's called Five Questions of Freedom. Okay. Sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free.
1: Is that a real sponsor? Yeah. That's dope. I love that.
0: That's that's one of my best friends from college. Um, say it again? Feel, feel Free freedom, to Feel, feel Free. free. he's a yoga instructor. His nice. name is James that's That Yoga Dude Woods. Shout a, out to James. Um, our first question is radio or podcast? Podcast. Okay. Pharrell or Timbaland? Pharrell. Oh, you quick. Oh, no, come on. Breakdancing or Vogan? Vogan. Okay.
1: I mean, there's is <laughs> there's breakdancing is so I feel like it's so <laughs> aggro and battle whereas Vogue is grace. Yeah. It's very zen.
0: Yeah. Um, what is a reminder that you want to give to Anthony? five years from now. Rest. And protect your peace. Okay. And if you could manifest anything on this episode right now, what would it be? Hmm.
1: Did you ever see that that Tom Cruise movie where he moves what? things around on the screen? <laughs> I'm always going to have my thoughts. <laughs> like I need to move things. Um, manifest something. Uh, to be buff, okay. I always to be buff, okay. You said so, five years from now, yeah. So yeah, I'll be. I won't be fifty, but it'll be nice to be like older and like buff.
0: If it happens, I'll have a clip here and I'll, I'll if, bring it back. When,
1: <laughs> right? <who's> if. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for your faith. If <laughs> when it happens,
0: I got you. We okay. got the clip right be here. Prepared.
1: You'll be using it in three months. <laughs> After all the holiday eating,
0: oh shit, man, Anthony, where yeah. can the people find you
1: in Venice? <laughs> <laughs> Walking my dog, say hi. That's true. It happens. How I found you? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> do people even promote their Facebooks anymore? Fuck no. Myspace. Uh, What's your TikTok? Uh, oh yeah, actually, I do have. I don't use it though. <laughs> at Anthony Valadez on Twitter and everything. At Anthony V A L A D E Z Valadez. Valadez. My dog is at Smedley, the Frenchie. He's cool. Um, yeah, say hi. Don't be shy.
0: And I'm I'm going to go ahead and promote it for you, too. Uh, KCRW in the mornings. Oh, yeah, that's when right. When it comes eclectic. Um, y'all really... Give me my work soundtrack in the mornings, not that I'm like working from home. Yeah. When I had to go back to work, because when I worked at home during the pandemic and I had to go back to work, yeah. it made me really sad oh. to be at work and miss the show. So now that I'm back
1: oh, cool. working at home, you can always listen on demand. We, That's true. The internet's a great thing. That's true. <laughs> my dog just farted really bad. I don't know if you smelled it. You were like laughing. I was like, does he smell my dog fart? No, I did not smell okay. it. Okay. <laughs> That's <smedly. laughs> that?
0: yeah, it's, it's It's starting to come through now. <laughs> Sorry about that That's all good <laughs> Man, Anthony, yes. thank you so much for coming on the show
1: Thank you, I'm so glad that you caught the football And like people are now catching your football I appreciate that, I feel like that, a grandfather man. of footballs now <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, remember consistency and quality and yeah. Just execute that Tell good stories
0: I appreciate that, man Thank you for coming on the show
1: Absolutely, shout out to the sponsor one more time for- feel, fi- feel free
0: to feel free I love that So <laughs> thank y'all for listening this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go peace thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of the art of letting go if you like what you heard please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast also rate the podcast review it let people know what you think let me know what you think um if you would like to be a guest on the show you can hit up the website Podcast.com and fill out our guest form if you have a question that you would like to send in like jorge does every week shout out to jorge um you can hit us up on the website as well also if you want to further support the show we do have merch available five-year anniversary merch cinco make sure you get that um also we have a patreon where we are doing some exclusive exclusive episodes along with some uh weekly check-ins and all kind of cool stuff i'm at seven patreon subscribers right now i want to have 10 by the end of the year so if i can get three people to subscribe for three dollars three that's all um i would be so appreciative of that because we are we are working on growing and um yeah i would love to have y'all support in that growth also i don't have nothing else for you so oh virtual course if you want to learn how to podcast look i know i know it's resources out there but if you want some mike brown teaching it's available on the website um theartoflettinggopodcast.com and i'm just giving y'all every single tip and tool i have for podcasting as well as some encouragement trying to make it so easy that anybody can do it shoot i'm teaching it to kids right now and they've already created like eight episodes so yeah thank y'all for listening peace